Hello everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host Paula Taylor and this is episode 113. Whew, okay, it's been a while since we did this. I really missed it. I'm really happy to be back and um, so let's talk about courage and resilience today and I want to just, we're going to talk about more about where this topic came but I was having kind of a rough day yesterday and, and we'll get into a little bit about why. Um, and I always love it when I pull, I pull, if you've been watching the show, you know, I pull usually one to two cards a day in the morning, just kind of as an intention setting, as a way to check in with my spiritual support team. Like what, what's important for me to know today? What kind of support do I need? And I was feeling really low and I was feeling like things weren't going well. And then I pulled from the Osho Zen Tarot deck that I use a lot on the show. I pulled this card that says courage. And there is, if you look at the card, there's kind of a what looks like a brick wall or maybe like a, a rock wall. And out of this dark, kind of dingy looking rock wall is is a flower that's growing. And you can see the beautiful light around the, the flower, kind of the life force of the flower. And this greenery, this beauty kind of within this, that's coming out of this seemingly kind of dead space. And when I pulled this card, <laughs> I got a little angry. That happens sometimes because I was like, oh, really? Like, you're right on the nose as usual. I mean, that, there's a reason I check in with my guides every morning and I was feeling really discouraged and I like I wanted to give up on some things. And, um, and then I pulled this beautiful card that said courage. And I started thinking about courage and about resiliency and, and I got inspired to, I had been kind of thinking about starting the show back up this week. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, I just took eight weeks off. It's actually eight weeks to, to the day that I had my surgery. I had extensive surgery for endometriosis. And um, I went to see the pelvic floor physical therapist for the first time last week. And she was looking at the pathology report. And she said, your pathology report is, it's lettered. Sometimes they're numbered, but it goes all the way up to you. <laughs> and she was like, like, you know, kind of in shock a little bit. So essentially that means they sent, they took 21 sites of something out of my body and sent it to pathology. Most of it was endometriosis. It was growing all over the ligaments in my pelvis on the bowel mesentery, which is kind of the lining of the bowel along the lining of the pelvic walls. They took my uterus. Um, they took my tubes out and then they also took almost seven inches of my sigmoid rectum and or sigmoid colon and rectum, my large intestine. So it was a very extensive surgery. And if you were watching the show kind of leading up to or listening to the podcast, I talked about it and we talked a lot about courage because it took a huge amount of courage for me to do that. And when I, and when I was thinking about this topic yesterday about courage and resilience and kind of how they're related, I was thinking about how sometimes we need what I would call like brute force courage. Like I just need, I just need to do this. I just need to get through this. And that's where, you know, people will say like courage is, is being afraid and then doing it anyway. To me, that's kind of that like brute force courage. Like I'm just going to force myself to do it. And sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes we just got to call that, that strong energy in and get through something. But when we're, when we're somebody who, when we're participating in a spiritual practice or personal growth or you're wanting to live kind of a happier, healthier, more balanced life, there's actually nuance within the courage, right? So we got to call that courage and absolutely this like fiery energy of courage. But, but there's more to it than that. That brute force courage only gets us so far. And, and it can be a little bit almost like 
aggressive. Like what I'm thinking of is we've talked on the show before about this kind of like no pain, no gain mentality that, that we really need to let go of to grow. And so I started thinking about more and more how important it is to me and how much I recognize that a huge part of this journey is to be able to be gentle. So how do you call in this strong energy of courage and also have some gentleness there, have some grace there, have some flexibility there? And and I think that without being able to put words to it, that was what I was working on leading up to this surgery. First, it was just like, I got to get the courage to do this. And then as I got closer to the surgery date, you know, it was like, sitting in the fear, really feeling the fear, thinking through, you know, what, what could happen, what could happen, what could happen. And then, and then starting to call in that grace, starting to call in that trust that I know this is something I need to do. I've been guided by my intuition that it's the right decision. And so how do I let go within that? How do I have that courage and still kind of let go and find some grace? And so that's really kind of the space I felt like I was in when we went to the hospital. I was I was nervous a little bit, but I was much calmer than I was expecting to be. And and actually, as we went into and this took a huge amount of courage too, as they were taking me into the operating room, I said, I'd like to do an invocation. And the and they they kind of looked at me and they were like, what? And I was like, oh yeah, like speak Christian Paula. So I was like, I'd like to say a prayer before we start. And they were like, of course. And there was the surgery was five hours long. There was like two anesthesiology. There was a ton of people. There must have been at least six people around the bed. I was already kind of on some drugs at this point. And so they all gathered around the bed in a U. And I did my invocation that I do a lot of times on the show or in our meditations. Let the sound of light surround me. Let the light of sound guide me. Let sacred sound move through me for the harmony of all. And then I sang my heart song. Whew. And it that took a lot of courage because I don't know these people. I don't know what they think of me. But in that moment, that that is exactly what I needed to do to call in that kind of grace and that ease and, and to set that space. And they were very open-minded and and very, um, I could feel them, you know, kind of holding the space with me. And then the last thing I remember was one guy said, I can't believe she could do that with all the drugs we gave her. And then a woman said, that was beautiful. And then I fell asleep. And the next thing I woke up and the surgery was over. And so after the surgery came the recovery. And that's where this idea of resilience has come up. Because it's been an up and down journey, for sure. Like, one day I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm, you know, and then the next day it's like I could not move. And so there's a lot of patience in that, which is not my strong suit. <laughs> and if you've watched any of the kind of updates I posted, I talked about that. And there's a lot of courage in that. You know, yesterday I was having a really rough day. I had almost seven inches of my bowel removed. So things have been funky for me. We're not going to, this is not that type of a show, but. It's, there's a lot of up and downs, a lot of fatigue. There were, at first there was a lot of pain to work through. There's some grief because I let go of my uterus and I have a history of infertility. I've had 12 miscarriages. So there was emotional stuff coming up. There was this physical fatigue that's, that's beyond what we usually experience because your body's trying so desperately to heal. And so I started thinking about resilience. I, after, after I pulled this beautiful card, that says courage. 
I, I started thinking about resilience and, and what's required for resilience. And I came up, I love to use analogies or metaphor. If you watch the show, you know, I use them all, all the time. And, and the absolute, this is just such a perfect metaphor for this and really kind of for our whole spiritual journey, our journey of unfolding of, of kind of shedding layers of free, of frequency that no longer serve us, letting go of traumas and, and kind of claiming our light. So I started thinking about my robot vacuum with my Roomba or whatever. There's lots of brands now. And um, and I call him Mr. Robot. And even if you don't have a robot vacuum, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept at, the, at, of, at this point. So you got this little robot. It goes around the house. And, and it's constantly having to redirect itself, right? Like it runs into the wall and it has to turn. And then maybe it runs into the wall again and it has to turn until it figures out, oh, I'm in a hallway and it kind of starts going down the hallway. And sometimes it gets stuck because it, you know, pulled in a cord or it kind of reached the edge of something and it's not sure. And so this little vacuum, that is resilience hitting up against a wall and then kind of turning and hitting and turning and hitting and turning until, oh, okay, I've got a clear path in front of me. And and a lot of times I think what's happened for us, so let's say your robot, he was just hitting the wall in the same place back and forth and he wasn't turning. You would say, man, there's something wrong with my robot. Like I think the programming is off, right? That is what happens to us, that our neural network, our brain and all of our neural network is a program. It's essentially almost like a computer program. And so what happens is that, you know, when we've been through trauma, when we've had difficult life events, we start to kind of hit the wall and we don't know where to go. And we forget how to pivot. And the problem is that like, if you watch your little robot, it might pivot and then hit the wall again. I'm going to hit the wall six, seven, ten times before it finds a clear path. And we've lost that resiliency. That is resiliency, flexibility, the, ab the ability to pivot without kind of giving up. And sometimes the robot does give up. And that's the other thing that we've lost. So sometimes the robot gets stuck. Like there's a cord in it, like I said, or whatever happens, it kind of gets lost. And so what does the robot do? It asks for help. My robot will actually send me uh, like a little thing in the app that says, help, I need help. And it starts making a noise. Beep, 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 help me, help me, help me, I'm stuck. That's another way that we've actually, we've lost the ability to ask for help. We get stuck and and we don't realize that there's somebody there who could just walk over and pick us up off the cliff and put us back down metaphorically of course and and you know it's not a perfect metaphor because nobody can fix you you have to kind of do the work but but you got to ask for help sometimes that is the work i need help and then you reach out to somebody and you go and get you know mental health help or you get energy work or you get body work or whatever it is and sometimes that's the person lifting you back up and putting you back down. And then you might go a few more feet and hit the wall again and like, okay, then I got to figure out, I got to pivot. That is resiliency. And again, just like courage, there's a little bit of brute force and there's a, there's a little bit of that like perseverance, that like determination. I got to just keep going. I got to just keep going. And sometimes the robot runs out of battery and it needs to rest. Man, this really is a good metaphor. And it has to go to sleep for a while, right? It has to take a break. It can't constantly vacuum. And that's true in our spiritual path as well. But we've got to keep going even when we encounter obstacles. When we hit that wall, maybe we hit the wall once or twice, but like, okay, I need to turn a little bit. I need to try something different. And what happens is that 
we've worn these kind of neural pathways into our brain. And so pretty soon it's like we don't even realize we could turn because we, we're kind of like a rat in a maze. We can't see that like just over the wall, there's another whole way to go. Or if we just keep going, there's some options. So I think, wow, I got through that a lot faster than I thought. I was like, do I have anything left to say? <laughs> I mean, we're going to do a meditation for sure. But, but what I will say is, first of all, thank you so much to everybody who offered me help because I'm talking a little bit, you know, I'm using my own journey as I often do. So I had surgery, I came home and that's when I had to step into that resiliency and people, and especially I want to give a shout out to BioTouch. Um, people from BioTouch came to my house and worked on me. It's one of the only organizations I'm aware of where it's truly nonprofit in that no, nobody takes a salary. It's all volunteer. And so people came to the house. I went there. It, you know, they really, they're very service oriented and I'm very grateful. And um, it made a huge difference in my resiliency. Even at first, just having people talk to me, my friend and her daughter came over and we just spent the afternoon together and I couldn't do much. I was kind of in my recliner, but like getting that stimulation again was, was really helpful for my mood. Um, you know, people gave me Reiki, people were sending me energy and, and I'm so grateful for that because that is an example of, you know, my robot was stuck. My, my robot tumbled all the way down the Grand Canyon and hit the bottom. That's kind of how this surgery was. And, um, the surgery went so well and the immediate recovery went so well. And then right about three weeks, I sort of hit a brick wall. It felt like, and then, um, from about three to six weeks, I was really struggling. It was like, I couldn't notice any improvement. And, and during that time I needed help. That's when, you know, I, I hit the cliff and I couldn't move or I had a cord stuck in me or whatever you want to use for the metaphor. My robot got stuck and, and I, I have learned enough. I've been on this journey enough by now to know that's when it's time to start asking for help. And, and when you, when you open that space, sometimes you don't even have to ask when you open that space energetically, like people show up. Oh, sure. I'd love to come over and give you some bio touch. Um, you know, let me, let me offer you a Reiki session. Let me, you know, I'm sending you energy. My, like my friend and her daughter came over. So it's, it's really amazing how courage and resilience move us forward. You know, we might've been stuck at that wall for a while, but, but if we keep going, eventually we find that path forward. We find that clear path. And I think a big part of this work is, is recognizing that it's okay. It's okay to get stuck and need help. Absolutely. It's okay to pivot. Sometimes we're so laser focused on where we thought we were going that, that the, you know, we kind of lose that ability to pivot. And, and like, I, I have a huge amount of change going on right now. Obviously I had the surgery. I've just started back at my medical job, but I'm also opening this space and I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, I hope that I'm going to have a lot of clients and, and I'm going to grow this energy. I'm going to grow this online community and eventually that will be my focus. But I, but right now my focus is still kind of split. And so I have to be able to kind of pivot back and forth until it's time to kind of fully go down that path. And so flexibility, being gentle, 
I cannot, my sister, I was complaining and my sister sent me a text and she said, what would Paula Taylor energy tell you? She would tell you to be gentle with yourself. And it, and we forget that. It's so easy to forget that. I work with other people and I tell them that all the time. I talk about that on the show all the time. But when it comes to yourself, sometimes it's really easy to forget that. So yes, we're pivoting. But, but if you watch your robot vacuum, it's not slamming into things. It's kind of tentatively, like, especially it might hit it a little bit. And then it's kind of like, tentatively moving until it finds its way forward. So, you know, that is another good metaphor. Like sometimes it feels like you hit a brick wall and you slid down and you got to lay there for a little while, a little while. But when you get back up, it's okay to kind of feel out tentatively and then turn and feel out tentatively. The important part is that you got back up and that you're gentle about it and that you keep moving forward and that you rest when you need to. And that's a lot of moving parts, right? So I think that number one, that being gentle is the most important thing. On this journey, I learned patience is gentle, right? And I said, patience is not my strong suit. So I'd have a really good day I'd be like, yeah, I'm moving forward. And then the next day I could like barely, I could not get off the couch. Like literally my husband would have to like help me stand up to go to the bathroom. And that's all okay. It's all okay. It's okay to have those ups and downs. That's what resiliency means is that in the downs, we don't forget that the up is coming and we just kind of ride that roller coaster, if you will. I'm, I'm all over the place with my metaphors today. So what we're going to meditate on today is we're going to explore that idea a little bit of pivoting, of kind of coming into something in your own life that maybe you feel like you've been kind of hitting a wall a little bit, whatever that is, whether it's in your personal life or your work life or, or something that you've been working on in terms of releasing frequencies, we're going to kind of work on how does it feel in your body to think about making those pivots. How does resiliency feel in your body? Because a lot of times, like I said, courage and resiliency, it's that brute force, right? And if you're getting ready to like, even I just moved my whole body and I tensed up my fists and I leaned forward and every muscle in my body got tight, that's what that brute force is. It's this like clenching and we want to unclench. We want to find that courage and that resiliency in a state of ease, in a state of relaxation. So we're going to come into some sensations in the body and really feel what our body feels like. And then we're just going to introduce some ideas about change because that's the other thing. What is that saying? Change is the only constant. We're never going to get rid of change. And resiliency is about meeting that change with grace, meeting that change with ease. So in the meditation where we're in a really safe space, we can start to retrain our body a little bit to encounter some change, to do those pivots and continue to release and relax. Because even as I said that and I pivoted, I felt some of the muscles in my body tense up. Change is scary. It's always going to be scary. That's why we need courage. And, and it's not always going to go the way we want. That's why we need resiliency. That's why these things are kind of, they're kind of cousins or partners. They, courage and resiliency go together because you got to have the courage to keep going and you've got to have the resiliency to recognize that 
something that feels like a failure or like it's not going well is not necessarily that way. If we can just kind of wait it out, if we can just turn a little bit and have that flexibility. All right, and I've got some beautiful bowls here today. Um, this is my original, well, it's not my, that's not the first bowl I ever had, but this is my original kind of DFE, beautiful Tibetan bowl. And, and I will say as well, I'm going to get off on a little bit of a tangent before we start, but one of the, the greatest ways to find that ease that I have found is through sound. There's a reason that I sang in the operating room right before they cut me open. There's a reason that I, I laid in my hospital bed for two days with constant crystal bowls from my mentor, uh, Trish Debney, who has two new albums out, by the way, uh, anywhere you get streaming. There's a reason that I laid in my bed listening to that music. Because especially at first, I didn't have the energy to make sound myself. There's a reason that after I got home, I started practicing the primordial chakra tones again as I felt like I had the energy. I started toning my heart song. Sound creates that ease. Sound moves energy in a way that keeps us in that state of ease. So if I say to you, we're going to deal with some trauma today, like oh, you might get really tense and tight and everything in the body will tighten up. If I say to you, hey, let's explore some beautiful sound, you're going to be like, yeah, let's do it. The outcome is the same. We're still releasing trauma frequencies, but, but we've sort of bypassed that mental state and we've gone straight into the body. We've got gone straight into the energetic field. So absolutely, we're going to do some sound today. Oh, and I have... My smaller bowl that kind of is the partner of my larger bowl. I didn't want to leave that one out. So let's meditate together. So for this meditation, I would say find any position that's comfortable. You might find it most useful to sit up if you can, but if you prefer to lie down, that's fine. We're really going to check in with the body here today. So let's start as we often do with three to five deep oxytocin breaths. You're going to breathe in through the nose, let the belly float out gently but powerfully. And then you're going to sigh that breath out with that audible ha sound. And again, that sound is what tells your body it's safe to relax. Even more than just the deep breathing, the sound is sending that signal to your body that you're safe, that it's okay to be at ease. It's telling the body we're gonna be gentle today. So do a few more of those as you come present into the body here. And let's start today by just bringing awareness to the shoulders and the neck. You might shrug your shoulders gently a few times, move your head and neck around, just really gently. Remember that whenever we're doing movements here, like I'm doing a movement that's probably way too big, we want to go just about 10% of our capacity because that is also something that sends a signal to the body. Ah, it's safe. It's okay to be in ease. So I did a huge shoulder shrug. Now I'm doing really small ones. 
just to kind of bring my awareness into that part of the body. And then as you're ready, come still if you've been moving. And just notice how you feel in here. Notice if you feel tension. Sometimes we've carried tension for so long that we don't even notice it's there anymore. Take a nice deep breath into any areas of tension with no expectation. We're not trying to release the tension. We're just offering it some, some nice oxygen. We're just offering it some love. And right now what we're doing is we're kind of noticing our baseline. We're probably still a little bit tense from the day. We're just getting into the meditation. We're not trying to change anything. And let's bring the awareness now, kind of draw it down slowly through the torso, through the chest and the upper belly, lower belly. You might even put your hands on your low belly. And then check in with the pelvis. We sometimes, I just heard someone call it the trauma basket. It's where a lot of trauma gets stored. So again, just check in. How does your pelvis feel? Maybe you feel disconnected. Maybe you can't tell how your pelvis feels and that's okay. Just notice. Notice if your hips feel tight here. Notice if your low back hurts or if it's aching. Maybe you've got some, some pain or tension or discomfort in your low belly. And again, we're just checking in here. We're just noticing, taking some nice deep breaths, sighing them out with that audible ha sound. Just letting the body know that it's safe, that it's okay to relax. And you might find some release happens here, but be gentle about that. Don't set any expectations. What we're gonna do now is just step into some sound. And as I share sound with you, as I send those waves into your space that tell your body it's safe to relax, just continue to kind of check in with the neck and shoulders and the belly, the, the hips and the pelvis. We're kind of staying in the torso from the neck down to the, down to the bottom today. Just keep checking in, notice any shifts, keep breathing. If emotions come up with the sound, that's completely fine. Let them go. Just let them come up if you can, if you're in a place where you can do so, that's the, the, the gentlest way to release is to just allow that emotion to flow. And then we're going to check back in and see if anything's changed.
Notice now if anything's shifted. And if not, that's completely fine. Again, we're being really gentle here. But notice if maybe that deep breathing, coming present, letting that sound come into your space, maybe you feel a little bit more relaxed, a little heavier. Maybe you're getting sleepy, and that's completely fine. And from this space of greater ease, we're going to introduce this idea of change. And even maybe just me saying the word change kind of brings up a little bit of fear or brings a little of that tension back. So just keep breathing through that and keep encouraging your body to come back into ease. You can use a mantra like, I am safe. My body is safe. I am safe. You can kind of think that, you can even repeat that out loud. But as I start to kind of introduce these ideas about change, as we bring that energy into our space, keep coming back to this state of ease. Keep coming back to your breathing. Keep intentionally inviting release. I just felt my belly clench up and then I invited release. So again, this is an invitation. This is not a demand. If I say to my body, relax, it's not going to relax. It's going to tense up even more. If I say to my body, I invite you to feel safe to be at ease, it's going to start to loosen a little bit of that tension that we've been carrying around, a little bit of that fear around change. So bring to your mind now an area of your life where you feel like you've been a little bit stuck or you feel overwhelmed by change that's happening. Either one, whatever comes to you, maybe there's an area where you feel like you kind of keep hitting a wall and it's time to pivot, or maybe there's something kind of coming up for you or currently happening that, that, that brain, that is change. There's external change in your surroundings, or you're really doing internal work to release some things and it's bringing up fear. You can invite all of that into this space as well. But the first thing I want you to do is as you think about this, as you bring this into your awareness, notice your body, has it changed? Has there been a shift? Have you already begun to tense back up again? And that's completely fine if you do let go of judgment because that's just gonna invite more tension, but continue to invite your body to step into ease. I am safe. I am at ease in my body. And then think about pivoting a little bit if you're in the place where you're stuck. What could I do differently here? And you can even ask this as an intuitive 
call to your spiritual support team. What can I do differently here to change, to pivot, to be flexible? And if you're, if you're in the midst of that change that feels maybe chaotic or in turmoil, you can ask the question, what can I do to bring ease within this transition? And again, check in with your body here. And when you ask these questions in this way, what can I do to bring ease within this transition? What can I do to gently pivot to change direction if I'm feeling stuck. Notice that even if you're tensing up, when you bring that idea of being gentle and the body begins to relax a little bit again, and just continue to keep working in that way, we're going to step into a little bit more sound. If you're working on pivoting, just keep kind of moving forward with that, that thought process with that intuitive messaging. How can I pivot? What can I do differently here? See what comes through. And if nothing comes through, that's fine. Just kind of keep thinking in your mind about kind of changing direction and let it feel fluid. Let it feel flowing. Let your body stay in relaxation. Breathe as you need to. If you're focusing on change, then stick with that question of how can I bring ease within this transition? see what comes up and let yourself kind of go through. You can even let yourself kind of go into what are the possible outcomes here? What are the things I'm worried about? And just invite ease to come in, in each of those scenarios, sending energy by intention here, by inviting ease. now 
from that work, let that go, whatever you've been doing. And again, check in with your body here. Put your hands physically on your body somewhere. Take at least two or three of those beautiful deep oxytocin breaths. And now invite gently with intention, full ease to come into your system. And you can affirm with me out loud if you'd like. I am fully present in my body and I am safe. I am fully present in my body and my body is at ease. I am fully present in my body and I call in courage and resilience with ease and grace. I fully sit in my body in ease and grace. Just notice the shift. It might have been a subtle shift, or maybe you notice a big difference. I feel a big relaxation in my belly, in the lower part of my body. Maybe not as much in my neck and shoulders, and that's perhaps something I come back and focus on another day. Whatever you notice here, release judgment. You can come back and repeat this as many times as you'd like. As you're ready, begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes gently. Or if you're in a space where you'd like to drift off to sleep and it's safe to do so, you can allow yourself to float off into sleep. But if you're coming back, into your day or evening here. Just begin to slowly move and again, just do about 10 to 20% of your range of motion here. Continuing to tell the body that it's very safe. Continuing to set that intention to be at ease in your body, even during change even during those times that require courage and resilience, you can be at ease in your body. And in fact, that flexibility, that resilience, that courage will come more easily. It will flow into you and through you as you are gentle, as you are at ease. Water is gentle and flexible and yet it carves canyons. As you're ready, take one or two more deep breaths. Satnam, the truth of your identity is that you are courageous and resilient with ease and grace. 
as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for those of you who sent intention and energy and love and light while I was recovering. And just watch on Facebook here. I'm not, we'll have a show next week. I think it'll be Wednesday night, but I'm not sure because I'm flowing with resilience and flexibility. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday.